Rondele 
Jesus take over our lives. May Jesus take over our lives. May Jesus take over our circumstances. In the mighty name of Jesus. I want a child of God, a child of God, a man of God, a woman of God, wherever you are. You want to be on your feet if you can be. If it's convenient for you, I want you to be on your feet and I want you to start praying. And I want you to pray this prayer. The Lord, take over. Take over my life. Take over my take over my steps. Take over my decisions. Take over. Take over. Take over my decisions. Take over my actions. Take over every aspect of my life. You want to lift up your voice and you want to cry in that order. You want to lift up your voice and you want to cry in that order. You want to lift up your voice and you want to cry in that order. That my Lord, you come Take over, Lord. Take over, Lord. Take over, Lord. Take over, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is the child of God in the house? 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 I want you to shout hallelujah. I want you to scream hallelujah. I want you to type hallelujah. May your hallelujah cause something to happen for you. May your hallelujah cause something to happen for you. May your Jesus cause something to happen for you. Oh, the light of God. The light of God. Our God is light. Our God is light. Our God is light. Our God is light. And oh, child of God, we are on the winning side. Someone say, I'm on the winning side. I'm on the winning side. You are on the winning side. Hallelujah. 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 You're on the winning side. You are free. You are empowered. You are elevated. My God, my God, my God. Someone say I'm victorious because in Christ you are a victor. Someone shout I'm victorious. Someone shout I am reigning. I am reigning. I am reigning in life. My soul reigns. 
every form of defeat, every chain of defeat is broken now. Someone say, I'm elevated by the grace of God. I see the spirit of elevation over you. Someone said, I'm liberated. Someone say, I'm soaring. Someone say, I'm triumphant. Someone say, I am, I am, I am elevated. Someone declare, this is it, this is it. Someone declare it, declare it, declare it. Makumbenego shambala baba rumbele bele 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 rokodo bobo 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 kolakada baba baba korakaba baba 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 korakaba baba baba rokodo bobo bobo shandele bi let the mercies of God reach out to you. Let the mercies of God reach out to you. Oh, you'll not be lost. Your destiny will not be traded cheaply in the name of Jesus. Your stars will not be traded cheaply in the name of Jesus. Your stars will not be traded for a lie. It will not be traded for silver. It will not be traded for gold. Your stars are covered in the name of Jesus. May the hands and may the hand of God come over you. Nehemiah said, and I prayed, and the good hand of God, of God rested upon me. I am seeing the good hand of God coming to rest on you like never before. In the name of Jesus, I have seen the good hand of God coming to rest upon you. Someone shout hallelujah. The good hand of God. My God. My God. been an amazing journey today we are starting the third book of the bible hallelujah we are starting the third book of the bible today is supposedly 
supposed to be like the 13 so uh um we should correct it it's not the 12 because i skipped there was one day that we were ahead by one day and we are now behind by a day but we will try and find time so that we can also cover it right mm -hmm. Mm. Hallelujah. Oh, someone say, I am shining like that. I'm shining, I'm shining. All right, so today we are starting the book of Luke. You know, I, one thing that I would, if I was someone, and if I were so, someone here, what I would do is that I would, I would have a Bible for this whole journey. And it's not too late. If you don't have a Bible for this whole journey, if I was someone, I would say I would have want to have a Bible just purposely for this, because after this, the way you look at the Word of God will change, because your understanding have been deeper and deeper and deeper, that God begins to give you more. Hallelujah! If I was someone, I would have gotten a Bible just for this, just for this, and a notebook that I can record some of the things down. Some of the things that I hear, I record them down so that I, because what you are doing is a life changing thing for you. That many, many, many years to come, you you you, you get to a place and you realize that ah, you've changed, you've become a different person altogether. Hallelujah. Today we are beginning the book of Luke. Hallelujah. The book of Luke. The book of Luke, the book of Luke, and it's going to be an awesome book. Hallelujah! It's going to be a wonderful book. Hallelujah! It's going to be a book that um, you love and you enjoy. So you've done with um, the book of Matthew, and we've done with the book of uh, Mark. Hallelujah! So we are entering into the book of Luke, and we know that I want to give you a little background, and we step, we delve straight into the word of god and um i read it amen so a little background about the third book right yeah the third book of the synoptic book hallelujah so yeah that's powerful so the book of luke we we said that the book of matthew was written was inspired to be written by Ma matthew who was a publican who was a tax collector the and then he was a jew right he was a jew he was a tax collector he was a jew he was an eyewitness he walked with jesus recorded what he witnessed with jesus amen and we came to the book of mark the book of mark we also said that um, um mark is also an eyewitness and he also worked with the apostle um Paul and also Barnabas, and later on became even um, the secretary of Apostle Peter. Hallelujah. Now, the third book of the Bible, Luke, who wrote this, the book of Luke, was not one of the chosen apostles like Matthew and John, but he came to the knowledge of the gospel. And he, in details, writes about the life of Jesus. Um, and then 
by association because he also associ associated with apostle paul and others like apostle peter amen and luke wrote the 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 both books yes he wrote the book of luke and also the book of acts that is the acts of the apostles one thing that we should also understand is that luke was a gentile convert and i want you to appreciate these things i don't just say them for for like as an introductory statement no but i say these things that your your way of looking at the bible will change this is the first time we are seeing someone because um matthew was a was a jew and we saw that he was a tax collector. Mark was a was a was a Jew who came from a good home. He was a DB, hallelujah. So a DB who worked with Apostle Paul and Apostle Barnabas, all right. And this is the first time a Gentile is also writing. So uh, Luke was among the very first converts, even in in the in the Acts of the Apostles. And then he was a member of the early church, and. He had a working relationship with um, John Mark, who wrote the book of Mark. And that's interesting. Let me, let's open um, to Philemon 24. If you read Philemon, Philemon is a very thin book. So, um, yeah, someone can paste it for me. My goodness. He had a very cordial, so I've seen Hebrews, so I'll see Philemon. So Philemon 23 to 24, let me read Epaphras. This is um, Apostle Paul, right, writing um, to or writing or playing for Onesimus, right? And he says, Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, sends you greetings. And so do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, Luke, my fellow workers. Hallelujah. So um, Luke had a working relationship with the apostle paul he had a very working um sorry a working relationship with john mark and also apostle paul i've stated here so he mentioned luke's name he mentioned uh mark's name so john mark they were all people that they had a working relationship right and um the book of luke was written then luke is also a physician he's a medical doctor if someone should paste colossians chapter 4 verse 14 for me if you read colossians chapter 4 verse 14 you get to know that he's a medical doctor so he was someone that is very educated and understand he had basic understanding of research all right so we know a task collector have written his record who he had in mind the people he had in mind was the jews inspired to write the book of matthew and then we know that um, john mark was inspired to write the book of mark and then he had the gentiles in mind yet he wasn't a gentile and this time around we are also seeing a gentile who is a medical doctor colossians chapter 4 verse 14 so look the the beloved physician and demas greet you hallelujah so we know that he is an educated person wow hallelujah that means that you see in god every every you see everyone is welcome we have dbs there we have like uh we have uh, people too who are who have uh, they are educated we had people too who were tax collectors that were considered like sinners and now we are seeing a medical doctor is also about to write his gospel amen so what is the central theme of the book of Luke? While you see other books 
have theological goals. That is, they want to prove who... I think, let me do a short quiz, right? If between Mark, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, if you right now, you've been listening to me for the past week, weeks, right? If you want to prove the divine son of God, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which book are you going to recommend for the person? You want to, uh, you want to prove the, divine, the divinity of the son of God? Who, which book are you going to use? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Which book are you going to? Just type what you No wrong answers. No wrong answers. No wrong answers. No wrong answers. So just type. Yeah, I'm seeing people typing. Yeah, yeah. Type something. Type something. Type something. Type something. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh huh. All right. <clears throat> so the answer is John. Amen. John. And you've not gotten there yet because so if nobody is wrong because we've not gotten there yet. Yet. If you want to prove the the messianic entity of to someone so you want to prove to someone that jesus christ is the messiah matthew mark luke and john oh i know how to set questions i know how to set questions so matthew mark luke and john because i i think i think like a student and i also think like a teacher at the same time so matthew mark luke and john if you want to prove the divinity that jesus christ is the messiah who, who which book are you going to read Mm, I'm seeing people also typing. Yes, type yours, type yours, type yours. Just type yours, 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 just type yours. If you want to prove the, mes the messianic role, yeah, you, you don't you don't have to feel shy. Just type anything. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. If you want to prove that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, it is the book of Matthew. Hallelujah. So the book of Matthew has in mind, yes, and all the other books to cover, cover it. But the in-depth is up from the book of Matthew. You can prove that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. Amen. So Luke here, his aim is to write the account of Jesus that indeed he lived among men. So he just wants to write the history of the things that people have written concerning and he compiled them did everything he was at, he was inspired to write them so luke provides a well-structured life of jesus from his birth to his ascension amen and amen and our approach that we are going to use today and uh, throughout the book of um, um luke is that we will be tackling the other things that the other gospels did not talk about but he talked about we are going to pay more attention to the things that the other gospels were silent and he wrote about because most of the things that we are going to meet we've, we've encountered it before amen and you should be able to explain it when someone meets you and asks you a question about it hallelujah so our focus is the unique contribution of the book of luke so that is a very little thing about the writer of the book of luke we know he's an educated person and he's writing historically so we are going to find out the way he writes every time he's beginning a phrase or anytime he's beginning a new phrase he he wants to give us the historical background so he talks about history he talks about um the the names of rulers he talks about events that happen all because he's just writing or he's just um writing the historical account of jesus because someone that ha was even part of the early church 
right um the early church so he had so much information so i'm beginning with luke chapter one and we will continue he said many have so he writes many have undertaken to draw up an account of these things that have been fulfilled among us just as they were handed down to us by those by those who from the first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word with this in mind since i myself have carefully investigated everything from the very beginning i too decided to write an orderly account for you most excellent Teuflos, so that you may know that you may know the certainty of the things you have been taught in the time of king herod of judea there was a priest named zachariah who belonged to the priestly division of abijah wife elizabeth was also a descendant of aaron both of them were righteous in the sight of god observing the law's commands and decrees blamelessly but they were childless because elizabeth was not able to conceive and they were both very old once when zachariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before god he was chosen by lot according to the customs of the priesthood to go into the temple of the lord and burn incense and when the time of the burning of incense came all the assembled worshipers were praying out then an angel of the lord appeared to him standing at the right side of the altar of incense when zachariah saw him he was startled and gripped with fear but the angel of god said to him do not be afraid zachariah your prayers have been heard your wife elizabeth will bear you a son and you are to call him john he will be a joy and a delight to you many will rejoice because of his birth for he will be great in the sight of the lord he is never to take wine or other fermented drink and he will be filled with the holy spirit even before he is born he will bring back many of the people of israel to the to their lord and he will go on before the lord and the spirit and the power of elijah note that to turn the heart of your parents to their children and disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for god zachariah asked the angel how can i be sure of this i am an old man and my wife is well along in years the angel said to him i am gabriel i stand in the presence of god i have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news and now you will be silent and not be able to speak until the this day happens because you did not believe my words i want you to underline that because you did not believe my words hallelujah meanwhile the people were waiting for zachariah and wondering why he stayed so long in the temple when he came out he could not speak to them they realized that he had seen a vision in the temple for he kept making signs to them but remained unable to speak while this time of service was completed he returned home after this his wife became pregnant for five months remained in seclusion the lord had done this for me underline that he remained she remained in seclusion mm. the lord has done this for me she said in these days she has shown his 
his favor and taking away my disgrace among the people. 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greetings this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. You have found favor in the eyes of God. You will conceive and, and you conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him jesus he will be great and he'll be called the son of the most high the lord god shall the lord god will give him the throne of his father david and he will reign over jacob's descendant forever this his kingdom will never end underline that his kingdom will never end all kingdoms end but the kingdom of god never ends someone shout glory i pray for someone in the name of jesus that you recognize your position and your place in the kingdom that your life drastically turned for the better how will this be mary asked the angel since i'm a virgin the angels answered the holy spirit will come on you and the power of the most high will overshadow you so the holy one will be born for the holy one to be born will be called the son of god even elizabeth your relative is going to have a child in her old age and she who was said to be unable to conceive in a sixth month is in her sixth month for no word from god will ever fail underline that word no word from god will ever fail i am the lord's servant mary answered may your word be fulfilled then the angel left her. At the time, Mary got readily and hurriedly to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she encountered Zacharias' home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped. The baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled in the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child who you bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of the Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greetings reached my ear, the baby in my womb leaped. Blessed is the one who has believed the Lord would fulfill his promise to her, promises to her. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done these great things for me. The Holy One is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generations to generations. He has prepared mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thought he has brought down rulers from their thrones has but has lifted up the humble he has filled the hungry with good deeds and good things but he has sent the rich away he has helped his servant israel remembering remembering to be merciful to abraham and said descendants to abraham and his descendants forever just as he promised our ancestors Verse, 20, verse 56, Mary stayed with Elijah for about three months and then returned home. Verse 57, 
when it came when it was time for for elizabeth to have a baby she gave birth to a son her neighbors her neighbors and relatives heard that the lord had shown her great mercy and they shared her joy on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child and they were going to name him after his father zachariah but his mother spoke and said no he's not no he is to be called john but his mother spoke up and said no he's to be called john they said to her where there is no one among your relatives who has that name then they made signs to his father to find out what he would have what he would like to name the child he asked for a writing tablet and everyone's astonishment he wrote his name john immediately his mouth was open and his tongue set free and he began to speak praising god all the neighbors were filled with awe and throughout the hill country of judea people were talking about these things everyone who heard this was wonderful was was wondered about it asking what then is this child going to be for god's hands will be upon him his father zachariah was filled with the holy spirit and prophesied praise to the lord the god of israel because he has come to his people and redeemed them he has raised up a horn a salvation for us in the house of his servant david as he said through his holy prophets for of a long of long ago salvation from our enemies and from the land of those who hit us to show mercy to their to our ancestors and he and to remember his holy covenant the oath he saw to our father abraham to rescue us from the land from the hands of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days verse 76 and you my my child will be called a prophet of the most high for you will be for you will go on before the lord to prepare the way for him to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercies of our god by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of the dead to guide our feet in the path of peace and the child grew and became strong in spirit and he lived in the wilderness until he appeared public publicly to israel hallelujah this is the word of god that is a very long passage 80 verses 80 verses so we read from luke chapter one and in the first few passages that is chapter verse one to verse four we are seeing the man luke writing and in his first in his, in his introduction he begins to explain why he's writing the book how he's how he how he had it and then <clears throat> to whom the gospel that he's writing is for so the why is that he started by saying that many people or many others were writing records about what they've seen what they have encountered and what they have been also given to and he also is doing similar he has so much information that he also writes down so that is the why 
then the how he had it he also said that he is not an eyewitness but he had access to writings of eyewitnesses and he is also an educated person who understood research so he can put and merge these books together to whom he's writing to he's writing to Theophilus and Theophilus is also a gentile who he has very uh, he has a lot of money um people see him that he was he was blessed and then he was even he was even an influential person and he rise to him late they say that later on he became a christian and that is why later in acts he's going to that is why he also even yes he also attributes or he mentions his name most excellent two flaws most excellent two flaws um history says that he became a christian and then they took the most excellent from from that you know in 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 olden times the people never they refer to themselves as brothers so when you are a brother and they are writing your name they don't bring your titles but if you are a king or you are not from their jurisdiction they bring all those titles hallelujah but we, we, are, we live in a generation in our generation rather we are we are more we, are, we want more titles but in the olden days if you're a christian and you were in the kingdom they, they just called you by your name but if they are right so it was a clue that people who understood these things when they are reading it they know that okay this is a brother this is not all right so that is the how the why the how and also to whom the book was writing about we also see something that is very profound the angel of god came to john the baptist when the angel of god came to john the baptist um, john the baptist father is zachariah and you know in the olden days zachariah was a high priest so he would go and perform his duties and we are seeing that not all the high priests were were crooked not all of them were bad they were good ones example is zachariah and the wife elizabeth the bible says they were righteous people god god looked upon them and god knew that these people were right hallelujah i want to tell you as you are listening to me not every not everyone is getting themselves that you're not everyone is soiling their self when you look around you and it seems that there is so much chaos there is so much errors there is so much bad things going around you must tell yourself that this is not the first time things like that have happened there have been many times there have been sodom and gomorrah and everything but there were people there were still few righteous people that lived hallelujah and you must always try to live out the righteousness that god has credited to our account hallelujah someone shout jesus 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 yes and claim it hallelujah so we saw that from the passage and we you see the way brother looks Brother Luke writes his book. He writes it as if he's acting a movie. He started by giving the history of the introduction. Then from introduction, he also writes about John's John's like John the Baptist future foretold. Then he quickly bring in Jesus's picture. Then returns back to John the Baptist again. So that is that you could see the uniqueness in his writing. You could see that ah, this has a unique pattern. This has a unique pattern. So he's writing it like a movie, like an episode. So he starts with introduction. Then he comes in with John's future foretold. Then he also comes with Jesus's future foretold. Then he now comes with the birth of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah! What did what stood out for you, even in in 
verse 1. A little recap about John the Baptist. We know that John the Baptist is like is the bridge. John the Baptist was under the law. John the, ba- John the Baptist, the Bible says that he was in the likeness of Elijah the prophet. And John the Baptist is also a prophet, was also a prophet. And his life and his ministry fulfills or it also tells, foretells the prophecies that were concerning Jesus. Hallelujah. That's powerful. Another thing that stood out also from the verse is Zacharias unbelief. Zacharias unbelief. You see the response that um, Zachariah gave to the angel Gabriel and the response that Mary gave to the angel Gabriel was was different. I want us to read it. Then Zachariah asked, "How can I be sure?" So Zachariah is asking for surety. Zachariah is asking for surety. And then, uh, let me also read. Um, so, so Mary is also responding in verse thirty-four. How will this be? So Zachariah is asking for surety. Mary is asking for how it's going to be because she is a virgin and she had not been with the man. So if you are saying that I'm going to give birth to the most, how is this going to be? So Mary's Mary's answer is not a doubt, but Zachariah knew everything. He she he is a high priest and he's asking for surety. How can I be sure? Because if you the man who leads an army, who if you the man, there are people at the outer court waiting for you and if you don't leave the outer court they cannot even go to their work they cannot even go back to their duty they cannot even go back to the things they were doing but you are asking how could this be so the bible says that when he delayed the people even in the in the in the outer court they were amazed why he took so long because they know that perhaps they had a specific number of times that the high priest would take even in that room but this time around this man is staying in the room for a very long time so he comes out and then you know that something has happened so he is a high priest and he understood so many things amen and one thing i want you to i want you to understand that you should not be you should be there are sometimes we find ourselves in these spaces whereby we are preaching some things but we are not even allowing the things to also work on us and that is very important and a very key thing you should note don't go stand we shouldn't go stand in front of people and then we preach things we do not believe if you are a christian and you are standing in the midst of many people and you are telling them this and this sharing the gospel writing on your whatsapp status stay day by day night by night you should be a believer you cannot be a you cannot want to uh, make people believe but you yourself, you don't believe. Hallelujah. So if you are standing in front of people trying to seek their, their commitment towards the kingdom, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone that also believe in the purpose and the, the principles of the kingdom? And are you working by the principles of the kingdom? The Bible said that he was kept mute. He was kept mute by the angel because he was asking for surety. This is something you should understand as a child of God. This is something we should accept and we should go by that we be become believers we do not even preach what we do not believe amen and amen i want someone to add one if you can add one or two three things i would i would wait for let's say one 30 seconds and let me see what happens um um god's justin says elizabeth scared um she saluted herself during her pregnancy even mary didn't know till the angel told her 
please, is there anything we can learn from here? You know, the reason why Elizabeth excluded herself even from the public is because she was very old and she um, she felt embarrassed. So there are times God can bless you so much that you feel embarrassed by the kinds of blessings. Hallelujah. So she was just embarrassed because, oh, I'm very old. How would people even see me? How would people even refer to me? So she, she excluded herself. And that's one thing that you should understand. Amen. And amen. All right, let me read another comment. It says, please, verse 37 shows that God's work are sure. Amen. Glory to Jesus. All right. For no word from God will ever fail. Amen and amen. Despite his problems, he still served the Lord honestly. We shouldn't let our problems drag us from God. Powerful, Joel. Why did the angel make him mute? If he didn't believe it, why not his eyes and ears? Why not make his, him deaf and blind but mute? Hallelujah. If you are doubting what I believe that the reason why the angel of God made him mute is because it is by his mouth that he publicized God. You can't advertise what you don't believe in. So if you can't advertise what you don't believe me, you don't believe in that you're not worthy to share or to speak because each and every day you are the high priest. You are speaking. So he's using his mouth. All right. I, I wish you can type for me uh, so that we... KP, if you can type for me, I'll be very happy, all right? So, it's... But if you can wait till the latter part, uh, when you are done, like, everything. I want to really end today, so... Early today, okay? All right, thank you. So, it is with his mouth that is working. Amen. All right, so keep all of you, keep your comments. Um, let's take... Uh, let me see is festus around is it festus pious where is pious all right so keep it let me let me answer yours first so that whilst the people are are, are calling in i would um keep it calling for me so that i see so it comes and i can pick up all right let me try and the readers please if you are around please you can you can call in Anyone to can do if you can do that, anyone to can call in. Alright. Yeah, KP, so you can you can you can share it fast fast. Please, good morning. Thanks for the opportunity. There is something that I wanted to add to Zachariah's home. And I think how uh, I just looked at it and I, I was looking from a particular perspective of the reason why the, the angel uh, commanded him to be muted. And I, I think that looking at it, looking at the position of Zachariah and the authority that that man carries in the spirit as a high priest. There are people like 
the authority the man is carrying, if the man doesn't take care, the words that will be released out of his mouth will bound or counter the very prophecy of the law. So it's like <clears throat> he cannot uh, do away with what the Lord is coming to do. But there are people, uh, the enemy can use themselves against what the Lord wants to do concerning their lives. And in a way, he will try and because of the authority the man is carrying, he will try to use them, use their own words to delay. Because if the man sees that, oh, it is impossible, I'm old, I'm this and that. Looking at what the man is carrying and being a high priest of high authority, I think that that is the reason why the Lord commanded the angel to let him mute, to let him to be muted in a way. So that's what I, I think because uh, there are so many people here and Kaya Ramsey can go for but it's like <laughs> but I think that uh, the Lord used that to make sure that the man does not spoil the timing of the Lord and what the Lord wants to do that's what I please I, I want to add to thank you very much Anka. Yeah, okay. so pastor God bless you God bless you God bless you powerful powerful <laughs> That's 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 powerful. Thank you very much. Um, what's Mark? Read chapter two for me quickly. Chapter two. Luke chapter two. That in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinus was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there. Hello, but my, seems I can't hear you. Can someone hear her? Okay, but I think you have a you have a technical challenge. Oh. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy. That will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to men on and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. 15. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. 
17, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about the child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise him, he was named Jesus, the name the angel has given him before he had conceived. 22. When the time when the time of their purification according to the law of Moses has been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. 26. It has been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he will not die before he has seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simon took him in his arm and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. 34. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, The child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many had to be revealed, and a sword will be pierced your own soul too. There was also a prophetess, Anna, daughter of Manuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She lived, she had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and then was widowed until she was. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying, coming up to them at the very moment. Coming up to them at the at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Thirty-nine. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Every year, his parents went to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the feast according to the custom. After the feast was over, whilst his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. 44. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple court, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and the answers. 48. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. 
Why were you searching for me? He asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. 52. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Powerful reading. So we see in chapter 2 of the book of Luke. Is someone here with me? We see in chapter 2 of the book of Luke, the writer inspired by God begins with, he he explains, he says that in those days, Caesar Augustus, so as I first began with it, right? Whenever Luke is writing, he he's writing about historical evidence. This time around is something that has been seen and written and passed on and he has witnessed, he has done so many research about it. The reason you could see how he describes Mary's like encounter with the angel of God. So Dr. Luke is writing and Dr. Luke is going deeper into, into details. I, I believe and many people also believe that at that like Mary was alive or he, he went personally to Mary and then he takes that account that it was written. That is that is how the Bible that is how he sampled all the accounts of Jesus. So there are some that he if he if he needs to go, if he needs to go there, he's going to go there. There are some that if he needs to make his personal research, he's going to make his personal research. So that's what we, we read about like um, um the book um chapter two. Then he begins, so we could see that when he's writing, he says that in those days, Caesar Augustus. So it's like me, it's, it's like me writing a story. And if I'm if I'm writing a story, and I'll be like, oh, during the reign of President Atamels. So it tells you that this is not like a, a, a fable. This is not like a um, something that we are just writing for no reason. No, but he's just trying to tell you that these things really did what it happened. These things really did what happened. These things really happened. So he said, Caesar Augustus. Let me take, let me, are we confused about, do we get, sometimes get confused about the names of, 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 of the things in Bible? The last time I explained how the split um, after um, King Solomon went, we have the Southern Kingdom and the Northern Kingdom. Who remembers that? Who remember the name that um, I said the, the Southern Kingdom was called? The Southern Kingdom was called what? I want someone if, if you are if you are following you should know this or you will know this the southern kingdom was was a name was given a name was called what that's great so the southern kingdom was called judah so the southern kingdom was called judah that same judah is what we call judea because at that time when the roman empire came or the roman dominance came so we, when we say the people of or people or in judea we are talking about what the southern kingdom became it it, it became like the general name for the entire province we are not saying that they all live at the southern part no but now they are stretched out but they carry that name judea so when you say judea we still wish you, your mind should go back to that place and then um you 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 understand so judea is like um, that is the bigger town right and then the capital of judea is what we call jerusalem so jerusalem the capital of judea all right and bethlehem was the place we all know that jesus christ was born and when we say nazareth nazareth is in galilee galilee is in the uh, it's in the northern 
aspect or the northern the northern part so galilee is when you, when you mention galilee galilee still is in the northern aspect and then bethlehem um bethlehem is where jesus was born and jerusalem is in judea it's in that southern part so we see that when he is talking he says that he mentioned caesar augustus when you go to even chapter three right when you go to chapter three which we are going to read soon he says that in the 15th year of the reign of tiberius caesar so when Pontius Pilate was governor, so he is writing. He just wants to give you a historical detail. He's detailed, like he's giving you reigns, kingdoms. So we see that within the time that Jesus was born, the king of that or the the, the emperor. And then the last time I explained emperor, I explained um, governor, I explained king. Let me take let me take my time and let me explain it. So the emperor is the overall head then the governor is next so the governor was um two so we have the emperor who is who is the the caesars then we come to the pontius pilate pontius pilate is like the the one that controlled the 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 judea then in judea they they, they took a man who is an edomite or he's from edom he's from the descendants of edom who is herod so herod became like so we, are, we should see the, the, the hierarchies and it will make us understand better. So now when we mention Galilee, don't be confused. Galilee, when we mention Nazareth, Nazareth is a small town, a tiny town in Galilee. And Galilee is in Judea. And Judea is the big, is the entire nation. And also the capital is Jerusalem. When we understand these things, to make our Bible understanding become easier. Is someone following me at all? So we see here that Jesus is being born. One characteristic of Mary, the Bible recorded twice that he or she always pondered upon the things that God or upon the things that happened. Or she would keep the things or she would treasure the things in her heart. That is one attribute that we should pick up from this very moment. We are always allowed, right? They are always allowed. They were all we are always allowed. To share so many things but we should always be very critical on, on the things that we share there are some things we need to ponder or ponder it or keep it in your heart be able to ponder of, 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 of those things one of the things that also stood out for me in the in the whole chapter is that is the man simeon and the prophetess anna they dedicated themselves to god one of the things that i really love about the prophetess anna is that the bible says that she never left the temple never leave the, the temple child of god never leave the temple always be there always be there always be present the bible said she never left the temple she never left the temple we we are we are we have we, we have christians who are becoming people that we we always leave the temple so she she never left the temple the temple was a big place the temple was a big place and its vicinity was a big place that you could stay there so perhaps you had a tent around the temple she can go and bath and do everything and still come and the bible says her whole life was on fasting and on prayer for the fulfillment of a prophecy ah this is a high level prophetess we are talking about here the bible said 
that uh, for she the husband that she was married for seven years and when the husband died he said no no lie i'm now going to dedicate my whole life to the things of the kingdom and she dedicated herself exclusively for the kingdom i want to charge someone and i want to charge someone that we should become people that will give ourselves to the things of god and don't leave the temple talk someone and tell the person don't leave the temple don't leave the temple she never left the temple tag your friend and tell the person don't leave the temple don't leave the place of worship carry worship everywhere carry worship everywhere you go carry worship everywhere you move don't leave the temple hallelujah something that stood out for you. what first stood out for you in chapter in chapter 2 let's do it quickly all right if there is nothing coming let me read the chapter 4 in the 15th year of the reign of tiberius caesar when pontius pilate was governor of judea herod the tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip Tetrarch of Ituria and Traconitis, what a name, and Lysanias Tetrarch of Abilene during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas. So you should you should understand chapter three. I'm reading chapter three, right? So you should understand that you see how look look is very detailed she's giving you times and seasons she's giving you like all the things that is happening within this season and i said that okay so now we know that during the time of jesus's conception we could see that the caesar that was there was called augustus but now the caesar that is around when um john uh, john is about to begin his ministry is now caesar Tiberius, hallelujah. So that, that means that the Caesar that was there during the reign, during the time that they were in the belly, to so the time that she, he has gone up perhaps around 30 years having to start ministry. At that time, that Caesar that was there was gone. That emperor, the Ogakota Kota of them all, is dead. And now there is a new emperor. But this man is so detailed that he, he's, bring, he's bringing everything into alignment so that you can understand what is happening. So that Caesar is done. And now he's writing and he's saying, okay, this, this is Caesar Tiberius. So he's telling you, he's not he's not telling you like a fable. And then that's the same story. And these things, when you go to Rome and everything, they will tell you all these kings actually lived. So the Bible has historically a, a, a place, a place of beginning. And that's a, that's an advantage. You know, it has a, a place of beginning. That has an advantage and that has also its disadvantage. The advantage it's that it is it is true it is real the disadvantage is that people also can say whatever thing they criticize and all that so that's wonderful to know so that is brother or dr luke writing about the account of jesus and he's giving details he's giving you specific timings and everything the bible said here he went into the country okay during the high the during the high priesthood of annas and Caiaphas. You know, the Caiaphas was the one that um, charged Jesus. That, that was the high priest that Jesus was brought to. Do you remember Caiaphas? So this is the high priest that Jesus was brought to. Uh -huh. So the word of God came to John the Baptist of Zachariah. Came to John, the son of Zachariah, in the wilderness. He went into the country around the Jordan preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins as it is written in the book 
of the words of Isaiah the prophet. A voice of one is calling in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight path for him. Every valley shall be filled in every mountain and hill made low. The crooked road shall become straight and rough, rough ways may become smooth and all the people will see God's salvation. John said to the crowds coming out to baptize, you brood of vipers, who warn you to flee from the coming wrath, produce fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not begin to say to yourself, we have Abraham as our father, for I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is ready as the roots of the trees, and every and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into fire. What should we do then? The crowd answered. John, the crowd asked. John answered. Anyone who has two shirt should share it with the one who has none, and anyone who has food should do same. Even tax collectors came to be baptized. Teacher, they asked. What should we do? Don't collect any more than you are required to. He asked them. Then some soldiers asked him, and what should we do? He replied, don't exalt or extort money and not accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. The people were waiting expectantly and they were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly, might possibly be the Messiah. John answered them all, I baptize you with water. Can't underline that one. I baptize you with water. But the one who is but the but one who is more powerful than I will come. The straps of those sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and also with fire, with winnowing forks in his hand to clear the threshing floor and to gather the wheat into the bands, into his bands. But he will burn up the chaff and unquenchable fire, and many with other with other words. John exhorted the people and proclaimed the good news to them. But when John rebuked Herod the Tetrarch, people of his marriage to Herodias, his brother's wife, and all the other evil things he had done, Herod added this to them all. He locked John up in prison. Verse 21. When all the people were baptized, Jesus was baptized too. Ah, this, this is it. As he was praying, heavens was open, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my son whom I love, with you I am well pleased. Now Jesus himself was about 30 years old, and he began his ministry. He was the son, so it was taught of Joseph, the son of Heli. Alright, so we are not going to read that. That is the same genealogy we read this is the word of god some things were awesome as we were reading together one we see here and i've i've said it i've said that during the conception during when they were months old the 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 caesar you know caesar is like a title the way we say otunfo the way that the last time i explained like you have atazazes you have atazazes one you have atazazes two you have atazazes three we also have the same um caesar is also like a title so the caesar 
at the time where John the Baptist was beginning his ministry was Tiberius. The Caesar that he was in conception is called Augustus. So when you are reading, don't think that every Caesar you read is one Caesar. So why, why is it that that's, we are mentioning Tiberius here and then the other place we mentioned Augustus is the same um, is the same title but different people. So it tells you that um, Tiberius was the successor of Augustus. And we said that um, the head of them all, governor, is the head of them all. And we, we are seeing that John the Baptist is preaching. And John the Baptist will say so many things. And he's going to say that one of the things that stood out for me says, be content with your pay. If you are here, you are a policeman, you are a soldier man, regardless of the pay that you are, you are doing, be content with your pay. It is a principle. You should be content with your pay. We live in a world that we are shown so many things and the last time i talked i'm going to preach about that that topic i'm going to preach about that topic so um you would understand that very very well well the bible said that jesus um the devil where uh, jesus went to a high mountain and the devil showed jesus everything showed jesus everything this is the situation we live in our generation we have seen everything so we are not content so the things that are supposed to satisfy us can't satisfy us we have insatiable appetite for everything if you're a child of god and you have insatiable appetite for everything you can be easily swayed away into doing wrong things you can be easily swayed away into entering into so many things you did not envision yourself to be doing and that should become something that you have it's very very scary hallelujah so you must understand about it says that be content with your pay contentment is something that you need there are people who are not content with what they are doing they have never found joy in everything they are doing every place they are they are pointing fingers and there are people that when you go to check the first person you talk to if you talk to this person he's going to tell you all the bad things and then he had the same problem in church he had the same problem when he was in high school he had the same problem when he went to tertiary he had the same problem from the home like everywhere this person goes there isn't any peace there isn't any peace you must know that you are definitely struggling with contentment because it's contentment that will make you live a life of peace a life that satisfies a life of honor john the baptist gave us a very profound statement a worker must be content with his or a pay. A worker must be content with his or a pay. Another thing that stood out for me, the Bible said in the verse 21, the Bible said when all of them were going to be baptized, everybody's going to be baptized. You know, the Bible has a way of emphasizing things. It has a way of singling out events and it's beautiful and it's sweet. The Bible said whilst all the people were going to be baptized, Jesus praying so you see it means that jesus distinguished himself out of the crowd in the crowd everybody I'm, I'm on it i'm on it i'm going to baptize 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 but there is someone even in the crowd that jesus was communicating with his father hallelujah i want you to take these 52 days to single yourself out for something that oh these 52 days it is about me it is so certainly about me god wants to increase my level of understanding to a different realm altogether so that you don't become part of the crowd everybody is joining join, but you know that this thing is for you it is building capacity it is building your foundation solidly and solidly established upon the word of god that rains will come winds will come fire will come and you'll still be you still be surviving because you are founded upon the rock which is the word of god and which is jesus christ himself and that is something that i even um stood out that we should take very very pay attention to hallelujah Mm -hmm. Amen and amen. All right. What one or two three things can someone add? I'll give you one one minute, one minute, one minute, thirty seconds.
16 says that John answered them all, I baptize you with water. Mm -hmm. mm, very, very, so it means that every person that is, is baptized by Jesus, we have gone through this baptism. Our baptism is the baptism of the Holy Spirit and it comes with fire. So I carry so much, I have, I have a, uh, a message that the message is a man on fire you should be on fire for jesus you should be on fire for jesus you cannot receive the holy spirit and we don't see the fire aspect of the holy spirit inside of you you should be someone that is fire branded fire branded woman fire branded man hallelujah amen and amen if there is no one uh if there is no other contribution um kindly read from chapter four the verse one um two Jesus full of the Holy Spirit left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for forty days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him an, in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all the authority and splendor. It has been given to me and I'll give it and I can give it up to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will be all yours. Jesus answered, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, Throw yourself down from here. For it is written, He will command His angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Jesus answered, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He was teaching in their synagogues and everyone praised him he went to nazareth where he had been brought up and on the sabbath day he went into the synagogue as was his custom he stood up to read and the scroll of the prophet isaiah was handed to him unrolling it he found the place where it is written the spirit of the lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor he has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to set the oppressed free to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it up to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue was fastened on him. He began by saying to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his lips. Isn't this Joseph's son? They asked. Jesus said to them, Surely you will quote this proverb to me, Physician, heal yourself. And you will tell me, do here in your in your hometown what we have heard that she did in Capernaum. Truly, I tell you, he continued, no prophet is accepted in his own town. No prophet is accepted in his hometown. I assure you that there were many widows in Israel in Elijah's time, when the sky was shut for three and a half years, and there was a famine throughout the land. 
Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them but to a widow in Zarephath in the region of Sidon. And there were many in Israel with leprosy. In the time of Elisha the prophet, yet no one of them was cleansed, only Naaman the Syrian. All the people in the synagogue were furious when they heard this. They got up, drove him out of the town, and took him to the brow of the hill on which the town was built in order to throw him off the cliff. But he walked right through the crowd and went on his way. Then he went down to Capernaum, a town in Galilee, and on the Sabbath he taught the people. They were amazed at his teaching because his words had authority. In the synagogue, there was a man possessed by a demon, an impure spirit. He cried out at the top of his voice, Go away, what do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, Jesus says, then come out of him. Then the demon threw the man down before them all and came out without injuring him. All the people were amazed and said to each other, What words these are? With authority and power, he gives orders to impure spirits and they come out. And the news about him spread throughout the surrounding area. Jesus left the synagogue and went to the home of Simon. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever and they asked Jesus to help her. So he bent over her and rebuked the fever and it left her. She got up at once and began to wait on them. At sunset, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sickness and laying his hands on each one, he healed them. Moreover, demons came out of many people shouting, You are the son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak, because they knew he was a Messiah. At daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. The people were looking for him, and when they came to where he was, they tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because that is why I was sent. And he kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judea. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Powerful. God bless you. Wonderful. So that was verse 4, people of God. Uh, Chapter (laughs) 4. Chapter 4. So we see that Jesus was tempted in the wilderness. Verse 13 says that when the evil had finished all his tempting, the devil had finished all his tempting, he left Jesus until an opportune time. Hallelujah. Since the devil doesn't stop. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh nor blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness. So when the devil leaves today, it doesn't mean he's, he's, he's done. He would come. He's just looking for an opportune time. He's just looking for an opportune time to come and help you. So our battle is every day. It's every day. Right now, the devil is fighting you. Tomorrow, he's going to fight you. Next week, he's going to fight you. When you think you've settled, when you think um, great things have happened, when you think you've settled, when you think you've arrived, that is why a child of God is not supposed to stop praying. The Bible said, do not stop praying. Jesus told his disciples, so you couldn't even wait for me. Just pray with me for an hour. Jesus just called one hour of praying just like just one hour. It means I used to say, you know, there's something we used to say very funny that the SI unit of SI unit of prayer is 
an hour. So just be able to do an hour. Let prayer be something that you're supposed to defeat the devil with. You must know your scriptures. You must walk. We live in an age where everything is mixed up. Everything is everything is everything is messed up. Everything is so messed up and everything is bad. So you must know that the devil is seeking every opportunity trying to devour you. The Bible said, for the the, the devil Ah, he prowls like a lion seeking for someone to devour. So the devil is looking for the weak link to go and pounce upon. He's just searching for those opportunities. That is why as a child of God, your ways and your means must align with the word of God. If your ways and your actions and your steps are aligned by the word of God, it is going to be very, very hard. And one thing that you should also acknowledge here is that the devil, the devil is always waiting, watching and studying how we go about our things. The devil is looking for an opportunity an opportunity if you give way to the devil and you give the devil more opportunity the devil will pounce on you and destroy you and devour you and that's something you should take note of hallelujah the bible said that when jesus went and he did preach in the synagogue what he was saying is that number one i am the messiah number one i am the messiah and number two pro the prophecy has been fulfilled the prophecy has been fulfilled and it's something that stood out that the pro i'm the messiah the prophecy has been fulfilled and also if you are if you are going to be believe if you are going to believe you go into my kingdom but if you don't believe it means that you'll be you must understand that the prophecy concerning the son of god is that he's, he's going to carry a fork a fork a fork in his hands and he's going to comb away so if you do not believe it means you are not going to be a believer you're not going to be born into his kingdom that is about to even establish another thing that stood out for me is that the bible said jesus went and jesus fasted for many days and and right after that if you go to the chapter five the first the first um no no no, no not even chapter five the bible said that jesus christ when he came to return to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, he fasted and prayed, and he he returned to Galilee in the in the in the in the Spirit's power. And you should understand, you should understand that as a child of God, prayer should be something that is part of you. Prayer makes us powerful. Fasting makes us powerful. It makes us give away the flesh and take up spiritual spiritual things upon us. And Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit in the power of the spirit don't be a christian without power 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 and it's something you should understand mm. Mm. ah let's do that for you let's do that for you let's do that for you And we, we found Jesus always preaching. The Bible said at daybreak, Jesus Christ, at daybreak, Jesus Christ will go to a solitary place and he's going to pray. So there are so many records about Jesus going to pray. At time, the Bible said Jesus will withdraw sternly. The Bible said Jesus will go to a quiet place. There are places that Jesus will go to. He wake up early in the morning and go and pray. Jesus needed prayer or Jesus used prayer. Jesus, Jesus applied prayer and always prayed even through his ministry. You should not undermine the power of prayer. Because you see, for you to fulfill your purpose here on the earth, prayer should be an instrumental part of it. Hallelujah. The verse 1 says that the Spirit of God led him in 
Nathan versus the devil also led him to the higher places while tempting him. I've been always confused with this. How the Holy Spirit led him and the devil the devil was showing him. So as he was standing there, he was just saying, so look here. All right, I'm showing you this big place. Just look. So that is one thing you should understand. It's 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 amazing the devil, what the devil can also do. God can show, God can lead you. And you must also know that you can also be exposed to so many things, which is not of God. So many things people are exposed to now, it's not of God. And it's destroying us drastically. I am praying for you in the name of our Lord Jesus that you will be a woman of or a man of the spirit. That whatever God says, whatever God says is that which leads your life. Amen. Any more contribution? So that's how we begin the book of Luke. Amen and amen. This is how we begin the book of Luke. This is how we begin the book of Luke. Wonderful and powerful book. Any more question? Any more contribution? Any more questions? Any more contribution? Any more question? Any more contribution? Hmm. The Bible said it's not. It's not. It is written that man shall not live by bread alone. It's something that you must understand. We must acknowledge and we must grow in it that we do not live by bread alone. There are people that they live on bread alone. You should not live on bread alone. Jesus was fasting for many days and for many nights. Um, hmm. Verse 18. Please, is it the time of Isaiah? Did he perform those things or is that prophecy? Uh is a prophecy. As in, I don't understand. What Jesus was quoting here was a popular verse that Jesus says that this was written concerning me. The Spirit of the Lord was upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners. So this was a prophecy that was concerning Jesus. And you see, that's one thing you should understand by even the prophecies in the bible as long as they are even in our generation where it's been still demystified it still carry some things there were things that david said about himself that jesus came to say that it was him so you see that things prophecy is very it's not, it's not easy it's, it's, it's quite complex you can miss the in, interpretation and prophecies can happen twice uh, but the first one can be a foreshadow, and then the the real the real one it was said might happen later. Uh, it's Ill, I don't know how to explain. But I don't. I'm sure that you get it. That at times something happens, then the main thing happened afterwards. That is how it is. So Isaiah said this in Isaiah chapter sixty one, right? And Jesus is saying this here, and Jesus is saying that this that was said was concerning me, amen. But I believe that within the moment where the prophet Isaiah was saying this. People around me think that, okay, he, Isaiah, is saying that the Spirit of God is upon him. But you see, the people who had inclination, like the scribes, who understood written where they knew that the Messiah will carry the Spirit of God upon him and is going to preach good tidings. These ones were things that were established. But the one that it was said concerning them is still the fool. They don't understand. They don't understand that someone that came in like a rebel, Jesus Christ turned things upside down. And these are people that were influential people. They have kids. They have people. They have already influenced. So it's not everyone that accepted Jesus within that moment. Hallelujah. 
in that moment hallelujah and it's 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 nice it's nice and i i i found something interesting here that jesus goes to galilee and go to nazareth and we said that nazareth is in galilee and nazareth is in galilee and galilee is in judea nazareth is in galilee galilee is in judea so jesus goes to um, Nazareth, which is in Galilee, when Jesus was there, that is his hometown. They started doubting him, and we've talked about it. Started doubting him, and and then they were saying, "Jesus, Jesus, quote us something." Says that you've heard of the whole proverb that physicians heal heal yourself, and you tell and you would tell me do it here in your hometown too. So that was a place that I was that Jesus could not perform any miracle. He performed only few miracles. The power that doubt carries the power of this that disbelief carries the power that um, um, um familiarity carries is something outrageous it's something that you should pay attention to it can destroy so many things about us as children of god you want to lift up your voice you want to pray this morning you're saying lord in the name of jesus i want to walk your walk i want to walk with you I want to go with you wherever you lead me. That is where I will go. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Rodobo Shadabalakadia. Mandelebo Shandelebo Shapapa. Rebobo Kodabarakadabarandosha. Izempelego Shabranda Sibia. In the name of Jesus. I pray for you as a child of God. I declare over your head by the power that is in the blood of the Lamb that you are leading this year with the with the light of God and with the fire of God in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You are going into this year with fire like never before. You are entering this year in the name of our Lord Jesus. You carry fire. The Bible said that Jesus is going to baptize us with the Holy Spirit and with fire. We carry the Holy Spirit, we carry fire. You are praying i am prophesying over you in the name of our lord jesus christ that this year you'll be on fire for god nothing is going to tear down your discipline nothing is going to destroy anything in the name of our lord jesus nothing is going to destroy nothing is going to distract you in the mighty name of our lord jesus you are more focused you are more determined in the name of our lord jesus you're going out you're coming in is blessed by the power that is in the blood of the lamp i speak to every soul under the influence of my voice in the mighty name of our lord jesus christ i am praying for you and i'm prophesying over your head let there be an awakening for your spirit let there be a passion that is stronger than even your doubts passion that is stronger than even your control that even it propels you to a deeper relationship with god like never before i prophesy over your head in the name of our lord jesus and new strength is coming over you in the mighty name of our lord jesus you are receiving the strength of God. You are receiving the power of God. You are receiving the grace of God in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I see the fire of God all around you. I see you moving in the fire of God like never before. By the power that is in the blood of the lamp. You are moving in power. You are going in power. You are flowing in power in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. May everything about you receive that touch of glory. May everything about you receive 
receive that touch of glory, you'll be different. The Bible said Jesus Christ uh, entered Galilee. When he entered Galilee, the Bible said when he descended from the mountain, he entered Galilee. And the Bible said he entered Galilee in the power of the Spirit. Uh, anytime we come and we meet here, may you receive so much spiritual power in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. And in everything that you do, you enter that realm with the power of the of our Lord Jesus Christ in your marital life, in your going out, in your coming in, in your career, in the name of our Lord Jesus, in your workspaces, you are entering there with the power and the fire of God. Be blessed, be highly favored. Uh, let's meet tomorrow so that we can also kick started, uh, we can also kick started from the chapter 5. Hallelujah. You can read chapter 5, chapter 6, chapter 7 for even tomorrow and you prepare yourself for that. God bless you and may God keep you. Amen and amen. All right. Um, see you tomorrow. Um, tomorrow, same time. Amen. I say that I want you to be extra committed to this thing that we are doing. So be there and make sure that you are also writing some of these things down. You are learning. It's becoming part and parcel of you. Amen and amen. Good to see you today. And then um, forgive me for yesterday. I couldn't come. I was uh, I was awake even at that time, but some things I uh, some things took my my time so it couldn't make me come here but uh we thank god that we are here we continue tomorrow so we owe one day but we'll find time so that we can get started we want to end the month of february knowing that we've covered the 52 days solely hallelujah god bless you and see you today too i'm seeing people seeing the same people um okay the same people are there all right same people i'm seeing all right keep working and then um god bless you and have a nice day and have a nice week Bye-bye.